Blue Bonnet Battle. Can you feel it? This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Baylor, brought to you by LinkedIn. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. This is the only place that you can get exclusively Baylor Athletics content five days a week that's not affiliated directly with the university. Thank you again for giving us the listen. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and drop a comment down below in the sections. That really, really helps. That super helps your man, your host, Cam Stewart, uh, promote the show. It's big time. In fact, I'm going to start asking you guys to comment some more often. I'm going to make it more pointed. This is not a charity. I get that. Um, But today we are talking about the blue bonnet battle, the blue bonnet battle, the battle of the blue bonnets, obviously, because Baylor and TCU are both in Texas and the state flower of Texas is the blue bonnet. So when you're driving up 35 and on I 20 from Waco to Fort Worth this weekend, make sure you take plenty of pictures of and with the blue bonnets on the side of the road. I'll wait. Shoot, those stopped blooming six months ago. Huh. Well, what are we going to do about that? The name, it sucks. I'm sorry. I know people worked long and hard on this one. That doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean I don't appreciate the effort. Because I do think there was a re- there, there needed to be some sort of branding around this. Because it is a great rivalry um, that not a lot of the country knows about. Not a lot of the country needs to know about it, to be totally honest with you. We don't need that for it to be a great rivalry. But it's also not of the level of UT and A&M. What's that rivalry called? Or Michigan-Ohio State. What's that rivalry called? Army-Navy. You don't need one. Because that's, that's the rivalry. That's the name. Duke and Carolina and basketball. It is called Tobacco Road, but you don't even need that. <laughs> Army, Navy, Michigan, Ohio State. That's as big as it gets. And then you have ones with the cool names. Red River Shootout. UT and OU for the river that runs through Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, those could be any o- Oklahoma and Texas teams, but they are the Oklahoma and Texas teams. Or the Civil War. Oregon and Oregon State. Paul Bunyan's Axe. Between two teams. Sometimes there is a small category of titles and trophies that are so cool, they transcend the teams that are even in it. I think that's Michigan, Wisconsin, or excuse me, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I think Minnesota, Michigan is the little brown jug. The Apple Cup, the Iron Bowl, the Egg Bowl. It's a classic one. All those things are synonymous with great rivalries, and some of them are cooler than the rivalries themselves. Baylor and TCU needed that. They also need the most important thing, which is playing in the last regular season game, because every college football fan, casual, diehard, or otherwise, sees the last game on the schedule and says, that's the important one. You want to see Michigan-Ohio State play in week seven? 
Auburn, Alabama on Columbus Day weekend? No, no. You got to lean into it. And that's what the student governments of each school did. Not the universities themselves, the student governments. And I think both schools, especially Baylor, which I'll get into later in the show, which surprised me, were kind of like, uh, sure. It's not bad. It's not inappropriate. We don't have much of a cause to say no here, but blue bonnet battle it just doesn't invoke anything. It doesn't invoke anything. It's just blue bonnets are in the state. Like, you know, Mississippi, Mississippi State isn't the Magnolia Bowl. That's the Magnolia State. Um, you know, it could have been the Armadillo Bowl, which are also things that appear in Texas, not necessarily here, but in Texas. That would have sounded cooler. It would have sounded cooler. But instead, you got the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Or excuse me. Sorry. No, that was an actual bowl game for years. The Blue Bonnet Battle, because you needed to distinguish yourselves from that. Um, between Baylor and TCU, and the trophy was unveiled today. And if you haven't seen it on Twitter, it is a trophy that looks like a trophy. Yeah. It just looks like a trophy. I linked it to the Texas high school state football trophy, which is nothing to write home about. It's the best thing you can win in high school sports, but there's not much to it. It's a trophy that looks like a trophy you know, versus a golden cowboy hat or a little brown jug or even Duke and Carolina in football, which is no historic football rivalry other than they played each other for years and they're eight miles apart and they hate each other in basketball. It's the best basketball rivalry there is. But what they have is the victory bell, which is a bell that is like on a PF flyer friggin' wagon. Um, and there's nothing special about it. It's cool that it's gold, the way Baylor's helmets used to be. And after the game, the winners will pull the bell to their sideline in front of their fans and spray paint it with their school's color blue. That's awesome. That's awesome. What are you going to do with this one? It looks just like a paper mache. In fact, they showed the places where the trophy was made, and it looks like a 6A high school's art studio. There's, It's just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This looks like somewhere you'd make a giant paper mache. And I do almost feel bad for the artist here who definitely got a, a nice, wholesome check from the universities. Um, but he just didn't have much to work with. The blue bonnet ball, what kind of trophy am I supposed to make of that? You had a good name there. You had the revivalry which is awesome. It makes so much sense. It was, I mean, obviously to Christian, and I put in air quotes for our fellows up in Fort Worth, to Christian universities who obviously the revival uh, is cool with that. And then it was one that was dead for a couple of years, almost a decade, and got completely revived in the last decade, decade and a half when TCU came back to the Big 12 and both teams were good. And it made for the best decade in the history of the rivalry of two coaches that just hated each other, hated each other. I mean, Gary Patterson was just making stuff up against Baylor because he was so mad. We were so in his head. He hated Art Bryles so damn much, and it was mutual, and it was awesome. 
And that's what made this rivalry great. Nothing to do with blue bonnets or flowers you see on the side of the highway. Look, they're beautiful. Whatever. But this is stupid. And it's, honestly, I don't think it's going to last long. That's just my hot take. They're getting dragged on social media, which is what runs the world now, whether you like it or not. And I think within two or three years here, you're going to have a new name, new trophy. And hopefully one that will stick. I think wouldn't have been a bad idea to pull the fans on this one. Truly wouldn't have. Um, I admire the ambition of the student governments and saying, hey, this needs to mean something. Let's make it a battle for something like great college football rivalries are. I agree with that. That's awesome. This did not meet the mark. This was this is not it. And I I hate when people do this because it's such a look at me. I'm taking a stand. I'm not gonna call it that. I'm gonna be on this podcast. But it's funny. Let's just lean into it a little bit. Let's have some fun with it. The blue bonnet battle. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about Baylor's response to this after a word from this message. And I just want to say, this is how they tell me to read it. This is how they tell me to read it. Anyway, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And look, we spent a lot of time talking together, you and I. Okay, I feel like we have this good relationship. We we get fired up, we get devastated, we we say who needs to sit, who needs to play, who needs to get fired, who doesn't. I'm thankful for that connection. Truly, I am. I, I love you guys. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on the extended travel. No pun intended. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember, use the promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. And this is what a real customer of Jace had to say. I am thankful for this. Quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have it at all. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit, and now I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. End quote. So if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Remember, that's Jace. That rhymes with case and spelled like a two. J-A-S-E medical.com to see if it's offered, whatever you're looking for, and use the promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. So the Blue Bonnet battle, not everyone likes it. In fact, almost nobody likes it. But what's interesting about today yesterday, as you're listening to this, is how this all played out in terms of how both sides promoted it. So you remember it came out, I guess by accident last week, the student activities for Baylor putting out the info for this bus that's going up to Fort Worth to bring students to cheer on the Bears and Baylor's biggest rivalry. And it, at the top, it said the battle for the blue bonnet. And someone had posted it. I wish I could give credit to who that was. I'm sorry. Um, but I don't remember who had it first. And it was like, this, really? This is <laughs> this is what we're calling it? Um, and it just seemed like a one-off, nothing thing, like just a one-time promotion of this bus trip. 
And come to find out on Sunday when we get an email saying, hey, there's going to be a press conference tomorrow. We're going to unveil this thing. And it's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is here to stay. Oh, no. And I was on this Zoom call yesterday morning. And the first thing they have to say, so they've got representatives from each university, right? Each student government, um, each head coach from the university, plenty of media members, and supposed to be each athletic director. Mac Rhodes is in there. And they have to come on and say, hey, Jeremiah Donati, the, the AD for TCU, will not be here today. He's under the weather. <laughs> this dude wanted nothing to do with it. Under the weather, it was a Zoom call. It was a Zoom call, man. <laughs> Nobody wanted anything to do with this. Nobody. And they go through, and, and, and Dave Aranda says this in the Zoom, and then again in his press conference, but something to the effect of, you know, it's just way cool. Um, you've seen the blue bonnets. It's really Texas and really beautiful. And now that it's coming into football, that's way cool. <laughs> he, he nailed it. He nailed it. That's one of the most Dave Aranda answers I've ever heard. It's so perfect. He's, he's so likable, man, when he does crap like this. <laughs> he hates it. Clearly he hates it. He hates it. He won't ever say it because he's a nice guy and he's going to stand by the university and by the student governments, but come on. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. And so TCU put out this whole hype video from the university about the name of the Blue Bonnet battle. And it's got these still images of these great moments they've had over Baylor. And they lean into it hard. Baylor, by the way, has yet to post anything about it. I'm going to double check right now just to make sure that it hasn't happened since we've started recording, which which I doubt it. But Baylor has stood away from it entirely. Um, and only the student government has put something out. And yeah, nothing, just nothing. <laughs> oh, which is great. They want nothing to do with it. Clearly there was some sort of directive because this is a whole social media department, right? Um, <laughs> from from the university and the athletic department. And clearly it was something of, hey, this is not our thing. This is student government's thing. It's their ship. We're going to let whatever happens with it happen. We're not getting into this because they hate it. Clearly they hate it. And I've heard from sources within, I won't say what department, but very close to what would be going on with, with this trophy and with this name, they would have been there and, and heard about it throughout the process. And they said, yeah, this is a TCU thing. This was not us. Um, in fact, they said we wanted to stick with rivalry because I was surprised to find out over the weekend, Drake and I talked about this on the Drake Toll Show, weekdays 12 to 2 on ESPN Central Texas and right here on YouTube if you're listening on YouTube, um, that – Oh boy, this is so Baylor, right? They're 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 going with something so lame. They're they're not going to stick with the the thing that fans actually like. And who knows? Maybe it's 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 too negative of a connotation, which it isn't, obviously. Um, but that was not the case because someone brought up a picture this weekend last year, last year, twelve months ago, an article on Baylor.edu cannot get any more official than that with the logo that says the revivalry on it. Baylor wants the revivalry, and it makes sense because TCU does not 
does not. Because you know what TCU stands for? TCU. They want to distance themselves as much from religion as possible. Look, that's fine. That's fine. Do whatever you got to do. I think whenever people, nobody goes to TCU without knowing that the initials used to stand for Texas Christian University. Um, So do whatever. But they are trying to distance themselves from this. And the name Revivalry, as cool as it is, was too much. And by the way, before that, I guess this was an unofficial name because in NCAA Football 13, if you play as Baylor, you play TCU, it's called the Holy War, which is also pretty badass. It's pretty cool. And TCU wants to distance itself so much from that that they said, hey, we need to think of something else, a totally different name, nothing to do with religion at all, and we need a trophy to take the heat off this. And they think they succeeded. They did not. People are still going to call it the Revivalry, and this is going to be awesome for bootleg T-shirt makers. Lean into it, y'all. I'm going to buy one. The Revivalry. Anything you can slap that logo on, it's going to be huge this week and next week and next year and the year after that, okay? Because we are going to be so in on this. And you can just tell Baylor just does not want any part of this. They're like, okay, we'll do this. Yeah, it looks great. It's in the blue months. And basically both he, Dave Aranda, and Mac Rhodes, the crux of their answers were saying, yeah, we want it to – be here when we win it <laughs> because they don't want to mention just how bad the name is. And Baylor student government put it on Instagram. Oh, this was so sad. This was so sad. They, the student government put it on Instagram because no other department would. And all the, clearly there was a directive in the student government group chats of their friends saying, hey, guys, we just posted it. If you wouldn't mind leaving a nice comment on there, because when we checked it earlier, it's probably been infiltrated by now. But the first couple hours were just all comments of like, yes, so proud. Let's go at whomever was in the picture showing off the trophy from student government. Slay, plus one, sick them. Yes, blue bonnets with a bunch of emojis. It's sad, man. I do kind of feel for them. They did try to do something nice, but it's it's bad. It's bad. And I want to know, what do you guys think should be the name of this rivalry? Please drop that in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or tweet at us at Locked on Baylor if, if you're listening on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, because I would love to know what you think this should be called. And, and I've seen some tweets today. Um, the Kalachi kerfuffle is Freaking awesome. That is so cool. That is so cool. It's it's something that is unique to this region and not just not just between Fort Worth and Waco, I know, but the central Texas region. It's it's unique to here, you know, and, and pretty much no other state in the union do you get a kolache. I had no idea what it was when I moved down here. It's my favorite breakfast. I love kolaches. I love the check stop. And I know, because I know some TCU people that do this, when they hold their nose and make the trip down to Waco to be with us plebs because Fort Worth, especially where TCU is, is just the Paris of this great state, a state that has a town named Paris. Um, When they come down here, the thing they're looking forward to is getting a kolache at check stop, sometimes on the way down and the way back. Perfect. Kolache kerfuffle. It's awesome. But um, what is it? The uh, T-Rex had a couple good ones. The War for the Wagon. 
uh, like the Chisholm Trail, and he had another Chisholm Trail one, Chisholm Trail Clash, because that's actually great, or something to do with steer or cattle, because, A, that's also a big part of Texas, and I know you tease the Longhorns. Who cares? But the Chisholm Trail, the most important city in the Chisholm Trail, other than maybe Abilene, Kansas, was Waco, Texas, because we built the suspension bridge, and that's what allowed people to actually cross over the bridge with their cattle and not have them drown in the Brazos River, where they would lose about a a quarter of their cattle. And then, of course, the biggest place in Fort Worth is the stockyards. It's perfect. It makes perfect sense. Honestly, the Bryles Patterson trophy would have made, would have looked better. I know Baylor would never go for that, but you know what I mean? It makes better sense than the Blue Bonnet battle. So drop it in the comments. What would you like to see this rivalry be called? And how do you think they should lean more into this? Because you and I, you know, and I know, and the TCU fans listening know, this is the best damn rivalry left in this Big 12 conference when we're talking about it next year. And it should be protected. And it should have a better name than Blue Bonnet Battle. Come on, guys. Anyway, we got some big basketball games this week. We're going to talk Blue Bonnet Battle and TCU throughout the week, but we've got some big basketball coming up after this. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Okay, so what you do, go on LinkedIn, add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And then they use simple tools like screening questions. Yeah, some other places don't do that. Okay, screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you're looking for and you want to talk to, and they do it faster than anybody else. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for the summary cost of free. Terms and conditions do apply. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. We're in full swing and we have got an awesome night at the Farrell center tonight. Probably the last, I'd have to double check the men's schedule, but the last great basketball event at the Farrell center, the last great matchup is tonight. Get there because they're trying to set an attendance record. And that is the team formerly known as the lady bears, Baylor women's basketball number 19 in the nation taking on newly minted number four, Utah. Oh, yeah, and then the men play after against Kansas City. But the game you need to focus on is number 19, Baylor women's basketball, taking on number four, Utah. And we are going to punch that damn place out. Are you with me? I will be there. I will be so freaking there. This is as excited as I've been for a Baylor women's basketball game in years probably since they played UConn in 2021. This is going to be so fun. So fun. I am so excited for this because there is, look, good season last year for the LBs, but there is a new source of energy on this team. Drayana Edwards has been injected into this team. Inject Drayana Edwards games right into my veins. She is as good as advertised through one game. 
okay? She is as good as advertised. We waited all season. The, the impact Triana Edwards could have made last year is monumental. Monumental. You might not have had to go to Storrs, Connecticut to play your first two games, which is a death sentence for any women's college basketball team. I get it. Having Triana Edwards would have been so huge. We've got her now. We've got her now. With Sarah Andrews. This is a good team. This is a good team. And they just moved up 19. They are going to be absolute players for the Big 12 championship again this year. They took a year off. And now they are so coming back. And it starts with you and me at the Farrell Center to see them take on Utah. Let's look at Triana Edwards versus Southern last week. 19 minutes. 9 of 10 from the floor. 0 of 1 from 3. That's not really her game. And pouring in 20 points. This is the Triana Edwards that we were promised. The one who won the SEC for Kentucky. The first time Kentucky had ever won the SEC. Now you can tell I'm not talking about men's basketball. Give the buzzer beater to beat number one South Carolina. I mean, she is a stud. Um, she is a slasher and a cutter. And she's pretty good on the defensive end too. I am so excited to watch her go up against this Utah team, which is stacked. Which is stacked. This was a really good Utah team last year that made the Sweet 16 at 27 and 5 on the season and returned not one, not two, not three, not four. All five of their starters are coming back. This is an experienced team. They are a veteran led team. They're a very good basketball team. They hit 21 three pointers in their last game and they have made mincemeat of their opponents. Okay. Um, I've got the number here. Where is it? They have beaten their first two teams by a combined 119 points. Now, it was Mississippi Valley State and something else that's probably not a state. This is their first real test, but this is a good team. and They can shoot the lights out. This is going to be one of the great matchups at the Farrell Center. If you come out and sell the place out, it's going to be one of the best games ever played there. And there have been some good ones, especially on the ladies' side of things. You know, I remember a time where, I, and I know it hasn't happened in the last few years. I know it doesn't happen every game, but a couple of times a season in the Mulkey era, huh, we, we would punch the place out, basically. And I remember 2016, I want to say, against Texas, um, a win would win the Big 12 regular season which is just poetic because it was against the team that absolutely finished in second. And we did a gold out and there was 9,000 people there. And it looked awesome. Better than any men's basketball game that I had seen in that crowd. We need that again. We need that again. If you don't believe in Nikki Collin, A, what the hell are you doing? And B, she opened her press conference today with saying, so the blue bonnet battle, huh? And then went on to say, huh, I don't think it's very tough. Yes, Nikki, Yes. And also, this has nothing to do with the fact that she tweeted at me last week, completely out of the blue, completely unprompted. She didn't answer the second one, but it has nothing to do with that. I have been on the Nikki Common bandwagon since day one and will continue to be. And Nikki, you know what? For that, I just might buy that hat that you say that you live in. I'm going to wear it to the Farrell Center tomorrow, credential or not. I'm wearing your Baylor hat. And I am so excited to see what you have ready for these guys. By the way, I, I did say it in jest earlier. The men do play right after a 9 o'clock tip-off against Kansas City. I've, I've had people in the comments on YouTube and also on Facebook. They always get something to say on Facebook. Saying I was too harsh on them yesterday. Yesterday's show. Saying the men's basketball team needed some, needed some work. 
thank you for at least commenting. I'd appreciate it if you listen next time. Um, but they do. They do have some work. Um, that's This is a really good team, a really good team. Um, but they needed to pull away in the final few minutes to beat Gardner-Webb by 15. So um, a chance for them to showcase, you know, in front of a live, a live crowd. I mean, this place is still going to be buzzing after the Lady Bears, formerly known as the Lady Bears, upset the Lady Utes and have their first top five win in a couple of years. That's going to be awesome. And they're going to be live for this basketball game. And I just, I'm looking at a game by game basis on how this defense is going to improve. I thought it took a bit of a step back um, against Gardner Webb, especially uh, because I thought they really turned it on against Auburn. Uh, but they had flashes there. D'Antoine Grimes had some good flashes, played the last nine minutes of the game. I was right about that, by the way. Sat for 31 minutes and then played the last nine. That's so tough to do. And he really showed out. So this team is as deep as we have ever, ever seen it at Baylor. Yes, that is deeper than the 2021 National Championship team. Yes, one of the best teams you or I or anyone else have ever seen in college basketball. This team is deeper. I am so excited for it. And I'm so excited to see Nikki Collin and her terrible towel-waving band of lady bears hitting the hardwood and upsetting number four Utah. Won't you please join me? Drop in the comments your score predictions for Baylor versus Utah. Drop in the comments what you want to call the Blue Bonnet battle instead, even if it's the rivalry. We'll take that too. I'm I'm ready to just get back into that again. Drop in the comments how much you love Nikki Collin, especially that she tweeted at me. I'm not living off of that. No. Anyway, thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. So appreciate you guys. I mean, the response um, in the comments and on the likes and on the views has has just been unbelievable. Um, So happy. It's basically two months of this, right? It's right before the UT game that I started started finally after like a month-long delay getting on the show. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, Make sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk more Blue Bonnet Battle, but more at a bird's eye view about TCU and this team and the history of the rivalry. That'll come after the basketball recaps from tomorrow night, which, y'all, I'm going to be staying up very late to do that. So please do me a favor and listen to that and bear with me. This has been, I'm not saying that anymore. This is Locked on Baylor.